Are you living the life of your dreams with the partner of your dreams? If not, stay tuned in this weekend edition of Sexy Confidence Breaks Beds with Ladeva and my guest, Alan Turton. I have been thinking how to help people and who to ask to come and give some advice in these um, dire times. I met Alan. Yep. Yes. Hi. Uh, last summer, I was doing. Uh, I was the campaign manager for a political party for um, for the elections that we had here in Canada, and um, he created us a sign. You're going to figure out he's an artist. I love his art. I checked it out, and you know how other people invest in uh, in the stock market which is going down and uh, it's it's very unstable I decided to invest in art and uh, I got the second art from him it's it's a continuation of the first one and I think at one point I'm going to be better off with this uh, with his art than the stock market and also by uh, keeping in contact with him he contacted me that he's doing a breathing exercise that helps to uh, to improve your immune system and i was getting up at six o'clock for the for the past few days except today so i'm sorry about that and you asked me for the scarf but i'm going to do it tomorrow for sure and he's going to guide you in that kind of breathing exercise and kind of a medita meditative, uh, I suppose, breathing exercise that you can improve your health and it gives you something new to do. I mean, everybody's kind of, oh, I'm bored. I don't want to watch TV. No, don't watch TV. Do something different. And that's what we're going to talk about. So instead of me introducing Anand, I'm going to ask him to introduce himself and tell you a little bit about who he is, how he ended up to be an artist, and a little bit about his life. It's actually very interesting and intriguing. Hi, Alan. Hello, hello. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. There's, uh, there's quite a lot going on for real all around. Yeah, I just got back about 10 minutes ago. I was out uh, even just to the grocery store and to the post office and I have my mask on, I skateboard everywhere I go. Um, but I was sort of just doing my, uh, my, social, my social duty and, and just having the, the precautions that I think are a, a good responsibility. It certainly doesn't hurt be responsible. Not to be afraid, you know, but to be responsible and to be aware and considerate of others. So I just got back from that and there's a lot of running around. There's a lot of, it, 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 people are volatile right now mm -hmm. um and that's that's a, a quite the energy to be around um and to come back home and and i still have that on me like i almost want to i'm going to take off this top you want to shake it off <laughs> <laughs> hey okay now he's stripping guys you are not seeing it but I... there we go that's all right <laughs> now i just i just because the, the basically what i'm getting at is that i'm very sensitive to um, what's on me and what's around me and, and the peace that's in my system. Um, and you had mentioned the, the breathing exercises and that's something that I tuned into more recently. Um, definitely with guys like Wim Hof. In fact, I'd say even specifically, uh, at least he, he's been like a, a father of the breath as it were. Um, you know, he, he's such a, he's such a bright individual. And I love I, him. Right. Yeah. 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 I watched that video that you had sent me. If you're listening, I suggest you check. I check out any of his videos. The guy's just—he's just incredible. Yeah. So before I get into that, I'm gonna take a deep breath, guys. <laughs> I know you have to shake off that energy. I feel that. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know, you want to escape, but you can't. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that a lot of what this is is to relax. You know, there's only there's only so much that we really um, can control yeah. or, or, or can, can do anything about, you know, and on the one hand, it's, it's, it's much less than what you think, but on the other hand, it, it, the, the, the power that we have actually to have a positive impact on our own lives and the world around us is astronomical. Yeah, absolutely. 
and, and it, it comes less from trying to uh, control and, and, and restrict things and more from just learning to tune in to, to what's already going on and, and, to, and to cultivate that sense of, of health and, and balance. I listened to one of your podcasts that you have done with uh, this gentleman, and I was very impressed um, about, about your knowledge mm -hmm. in, you know, not, not the mathematics, but basically about life. And I love that because that's what is in, in, interesting and that's what is important to know how to handle life in crisis. Yeah. So would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? I'd love to. Yeah, so I'm 29. I live uh, in, just outside of White Rock, British Columbia, and that's outside of Vancouver. Um, but I grew up in Ontario, in a, somewhat of a rural community, um, relatively, I'd say, middle-class families. I'd say standard upbringing. And I'd say I was born an artist. I think that everybody's born an artist. I was very blessed to have um, two wonderful parents, and they're still so, so amazing <laughs> and, and wonderful. Like, I got siblings. I just love... I really, really love my family and I'm grateful that I've been so blessed in my upbringing. And part of that was that, and to express ourselves and, and a large way that I did that was through the visual arts. Um, I always had that in school, elementary school. Uh, and then it's, it's funny because I feel almost that the, the farther along I went into school, the more in trouble I got. Because <laughs> they wanted me to be like a, a mathematician or, or like just to stand in line. But I, I'm not, I feel like I'm not, I'm not breathing or I'm, I'm not, I'm not natural if I'm just like a square, you know? So, so as the story goes, basically like everyone else, I was encouraged to get a job or get an education, go to school. And I did great in school, as great as I wanted to. Um, I got into university. I, I got my degree in neuroscience actually, and I was admitted into medical school. Um, I didn't know that about you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be a brain surgeon. Okay. Yeah, because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Like that, I thought that was just what people did. Was they? <laughs> I wanted to do something awesome. And, and to be honest with you, actually, what got me into neuroscience uh, was this book that I had read, which is also an excellent book. It's called "The Brain That Changes Itself" by this guy named Norman Doidge. Um, and that book, in and of itself, if you're more on like a science slant and and you really want some. Uh, some cold hard cases look up that book the brain that changes itself and that story is a, it's a it's a case-by-case -case study that this guy wrote and he's a neurologist or something of the sort and he followed through different cases of traumatic traumatic um, brain injury and by the way when I was in grade seven I had traumatic nervous system injury uh, I suffered from Bell's palsy which I don't know if you remember Jean Crescent yes how he talks sort of out of half his face. Mm -hmm. It's because the other half has been paralyzed through nervous damage. Um, and I had an event when I was, uh, I guess- but I you don't have that. anything. I look at you, you have nothing, no. Well, the, the advantage of when you're young, uh, so the story goes, your, your, your system rejuvenates much quicker. Whereas when you get older, uh, you know, we're told that that's less, less the case. Uh, although I want to say with that, that I definitely have some excitement with guys like Wim Hof because the guy's like, he's like the <laughs> he's sound crazy youth, man. you know, <laughs> like, because uh, he touches on some really great stuff that I want to, that I want to get to, but I, I sort of just want to um, give you the path here that I walked to get to where I am now and, and where I'm going. And I think that where everyone's really going, uh, whether we like it or not, <laughs> we're, we're waking up, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the book's incredible. That book, um, you know, basically about the power of, of your mind when it's determined to complete a task. So, for example, the guy tells a story, I think it was about his father who suffered a stroke and, and uh, was no longer able to walk. And, you know, the, the classic story of, oh, the doctor tells you that you only have however many days or the doctor tells you that you're not going to be getting out of bed. And the guy says, you know what, I want to get out of bed. <laughs> and I don't care what you want to tell me, but I want to use my legs again. So what, what this guy did with his father is he took him out in his backyard every single day and he just put him on the ground in the backyard and he crawled like a newborn baby. And, and he forced himself through that, through that practice of, of that such a level of concentration that he was able to harness his mind and, and create new pathways that allowed him to learn to walk again. Wow. To some, to some capacity, you know. 
um, to just some kind of functional, functional operation. Um, so that was awesome. And then I went to university and I studied neuroscience and with a particular interest in that, um, I was actually fortunate enough to sit on a, sit in on a surgery at sick kids hospital. Um, man, I could go on. <laughs> I I was let's doing do another just, um, one about that because it's, okay? it sound, let's do another one about that because it's interesting. Sure. Uh, yeah. Cause this is all just the science about like your body's amazing. Like life is amazing. And there's so much where we can do so much, you I mean, know, and, and it's, it's been done. It's not even new. I believe in the power of brain. I think if you can think it and you can, you can visualize it and you can mm -hmm. feel it, things are going to happen. Yeah, that's the beginning. Yeah. So what happened after you finished uh, school? Yeah, so, so well, during school, what, what, it was a weird thing that happened during school because I was like, wow, like neuroscience, it was kind of this fantastic like, dream that I had. Uh, and then I went to school and they're like, they're, it's, uh, it's very formulated. Like you, you read the lectures, you write the test, you read the lectures, you write the test. And, 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 and it's so square. And honestly, I'm, it didn't really make a difference if you were studying science or music or, or philosophy, really, because the formula was the same. You're just looking at electroslide and, and, and copying the information like a parrot. Um, and, and I found that the, they weren't really interested in what I actually thought. Now, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to hate on uh, the school system, because actually what I really loved about my university experience um, were my philosophy classes. And I studied the history and philosophy of science mm -hmm. and the history of medicine, because uh, I found it was so interesting to be studying with my science peers. I was studying the latest science the exciting stuff, the, the new breakthroughs. And, and then we were all going and being assistants to these researchers and we were all going to save the world. <laughs> but then when you, when you look at the history of science, it really puts things into perspective. Mm -hmm. It really helps you to look at, you know, what, what are, what's going on the shelves in the pharmacy? <laughs> you know Don't what I mean? Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's ultimately what what the the is happening in the system is that they're just tunneling people through to be able to get some kind of turnaround, typically through medicine and, and drugs like that. Mm -hmm. Typically, and, and again, I'm not saying there's no place for it. I'm not trying to uh, or do one of those those hits on that system because whatever it's there and that's what it does. But it wasn't for me. I was more into the larger questions. In fact, was, and I'll, I'll kind of sum it up like this. Um, I remember my, my professor delivered a, he, he talked about an experiment with these uh, mice. Okay. And they were looking for uh, a gene that was related to resilience. So grit, like we're gonna make it. And, and if we can find the gene, then we can make a drug. And we can use that to help out university students. So the presentation went because university is really hard is what he says, right? So they do this test on the mice. And in order to find out if these, which mouse is more resilient, they take them, they hang them upside down by their tails over, I don't know if it was over water or something, but point is they're, they're hanging them upside down by their tails. And what they said was the sooner the mouse gives up, the less resilient the mouse is. So they divided the mice into different groups. Some gave up sooner, some really, really fought. And they said, okay, what's the difference between these mice? And they found that there were actually some genes that the, the mice had in common. So as a scientist would go along and say, oh, what are the genes? Let's make a drug. And they said, okay, so we can use that drug to help the mice or help the students. And my answer was, how about you don't lift the mouse by the tail? <laughs> yeah there is a concept <laughs> yeah or how about you don't make university so screwed up that, that kids feel depressed and totally mental in this maybe it's university that's the problem not the students that are the problem so there was an issue here for me because i wasn't happy i wasn't satisfied and i was entering a crisis of my own because everyone around me was like what do you mean like, we're all doing what we're told this is fine and i was like i don't know at the time and i was i was meeting people artists in Toronto, like I was meeting guys who were living and still are living and, and developing a real sense of a social community with people who are, you know, they're individuals, but they're also 
they're also um, inter inter interrelated. Like we're together, we're a network. And I started to learn to to live that way, and that I didn't need to have all the answers. I didn't need to have, you know, this 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 bulletproof plan for how my life was going to turn out. I just needed to work on myself and and work on me. Who am I? How do I feel? And and once once I turned that dial, I really started to make some progress. Well, you know, the shit mentality, it's like you have to follow. That's that's what the school does. You cannot think outside the box because then you are you are making commotion and people it's like no it cannot happen everything can happen yeah but in the thing ultimately and this is why i don't uh i don't like to play the blame game on the i can't blame university for doing what it does i can't blame because ultimately and i'm not even telling the universities to change i'm telling people that if they're not content if they're not happy with going on in their life look at yourself Mm -hmm. and make the change in yourself and it takes time and it, and I, I i'm going to say it's a lifelong process and it goes through cycles but you got to do the work on, on you and you got to make that effort you got to reach out to people you got to start to live the life that you want to live because it's your life and no one's going to hand it to you you see you're know, much more advanced than i am because it took me it took me many years to get to the point where you are I did a lot of research and I have been reading, but it's great to see someone at your age to be that grounded, to know that much and realizing that learning is a lifelong process. Mm -hmm. So what happened after? So as I said, I uh, actually, I nearly dropped out, but uh, I, I did get the degree and I, I finished that. Um, I got into medical school. Actually, I was admitted, but I, I didn't accept the admittance. I said, see you later. Um, and I started working for auto mechanics, sweeping floors, and <laughs> learning how to use my hands. Oh my Being, God. Yeah. And there, so there I am with these guys who are, so I started working in the trades and it was just such a humbling process because I went from being in this ivory tower academic world of, of people having all the answers, supposedly, um, to being in this, this rather fast paced real world in the auto shop where it's like you got to change the oil you got to change the tire oh you think that's how it's done you know and then they're laughing at me like this guy's pathetic and i felt a lot of the time that i was going to work and i was getting beat up because i was just like damn i wake up in the morning like i'm gonna do it and i just get so schooled so schooled um and it that definitely wasn't wasn't an easy time uh, but I got a lot of fond memories and I had a lot of laughter and a lot of tears during those times. Um, but basically I learned what it means to be useful because ultimately and I was working for small businesses, like just about every person, every business I've worked for nearly is a, a small business who can't really afford to have someone around who's all thumbs. That being said, like I said to the guy, I'll sweep your floors. Like, I just want to be in this environment because it's like osmosis, you know? And, and typically when someone sees someone who's making a genuine effort, they'll find a way to, to accommodate or they'll find a way to, to put you to work somehow. Uh, and that happened. And, and just through, you know, this to that, like hopscotch, I went from this guy to that guy because it turns out their work needs to be done. There's tons of people who need good workers competent workers or or even incompetent workers who are just available and willing to learn <laughs> you know why i'm laughing because from studying brain surgery and you know and you're going to be a mechanic and you're trying to it's just it's well, fascinating for yeah, me well but you know what one of the things that turned me off of brain surgery and being a doctor was i felt that doctors were basically mechanics of people you're right yeah they're changing parts and they, uh, they oil your, your joints and they write. <laughs> right. So, and, and, and during a time in university, I was studying a lot of Eastern medicine and those sort of uh, philosophies and ways of looking at it. So that's where things like yoga and breathing um, and, and, and diet and things like that started to enter into me. Um, so all the while, all the while I'm around these mechanics, I'm literally waking up at like five, five thirty in the morning doing these like, meditation yoga exercises that i'm showing up and they're like 
Oh man, it was just such a strange time, but it, it was a lot of fun again. So anyways, so to, to skip through that all the while I'm making artwork and I started selling art in third year university, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I would be doing drawings, you know, and I was tired of just doing it in, in my room and having nobody, I had books and, and no one's ever seen my work. And I was like, what am I doing? So I got my, my stationary supplies, you know, my highlighter, my pen, and I went out to the waterfront in Toronto for an hour and I just drew people. I didn't ask them, uh, like, it wasn't a money thing. I just said, I just want to draw you. Mm-hmm. And then some people gave me money. So after an hour, I made 60 bucks. That's not bad. Well, yeah, I was the, that was the first yeah. time I ever made money in my art. So yeah, that crazy. was huge. And I, and I took the money and I bought more supplies and, and, and rinse and repeat. But it was very much a go out and get it, um, a go out and get it style of, of getting things done, which has actually developed into sort of what I'm doing now. But also it's been dialed uh, back or it's, it's changed again because of obviously this pandemic situation that we're in. I love what I purchased from you. It, I'm going to put this on my Facebook so people can see the artwork. I love both of it. it I think it's happy, it's beautiful, and it's so you. You know, oh. like that, you know, that openness. That yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you like it, and there's more coming. And, uh, and I'm in trouble. Hey, <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey. I mean, you, now you got to get it while it's hot because uh, we got to line up. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I do that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so then I, I did the the work with the mechanics and yada yada yada. And I just got sick of Toronto because I just felt like I was under. I lived there for seven years. and I just felt like um, I needed to get out. So I booted up to Northern Ontario. Um, man, it's, it's, you know, it's just, it's been a long and winding road. And, and we're homeless at one point. Yeah, well, because I, I, was, I, was, I was looking for a home, you know, and, and I'm always on the move. And I'm still, I'm moving right now. I'm still on the move, you know. And uh I'm definitely like I've I've landed here on the west coast, but I went up north. I went all the way east. I went all the way west, um, and then when I hit the west coast, that was uh, that was hard to find footing, mm-hmm. really, because the west coast, like the east coast, you're like, hey, like come over for dinner, and the west coast is like, don't park here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Whoa. like it's really not, different. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, but people are nice if you if they start knowing you, they yeah. warm up to you. Yeah. Yeah, so so I uh, landed in White Rock, and uh, what can I say? I mean, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. It's been a while. People gave me a chance, and I did the same thing with, uh, with the drawings I did in Toronto, except I got into things like window painting, um, which was awesome to sort of be seen and, and, and have a face. And then now with, um, with this pandemic, I'm not doing that anymore, but it's awesome because it's been a time for me to get back to my illustrations and get back to the desk and just really focus on producing stuff that feels truly the stuff that I feel like I ought to be producing, like the the love bunny rabbit artwork that you've got there or similar pieces. Do you feel lonely? At times for sure. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Because that's one of the things people talk about. Oh my God, I'm alone and I feel lonely and I don't know what to do. But you seem to reinvent yourself and find things to improve on on yourself. So how you do that? Maybe people can learn from it. Yeah. um, I get bored really quick. (laughs) I I was solving Rubik's Cubes in school. You know, I think, you know what? A major part of it is... Like if you, if, when I do a drawing or if I do a painting or, or, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't look good at the start typically, especially if I haven't done it in a while. Like it, it's, a, it's a mess. And I think that that first stage of creativity where like, imagine we were gonna sing right now, like twinkle, twinkle, little star. I haven't done a vocal warm up. I'm gonna sound off. Yes. But we got to get through that part, mm-hmm. which sounds awkward and, and whatever, but we got to get through it. And, and that first phase cuts off like 70% of people who don't want to get through that for whatever reason of they were told that it's stupid or they look funny or that's not how you, that doesn't look like, you know, a tree or, or that you, oh, you know, 
you shouldn't be singing because you don't know how to sing. And then they believe it and they internalize it. And, and the effects are uh, terrible because everybody's capable of producing artwork. Um, but there's definitely that vulnerability stage. And I think that uh, over the years, I've sort of cultivated this sense of <laughs> almost to a fault, just not having any shame in, uh, in trying something new and just putting myself right out there. And sometimes it's, you know, it can, it can, Come you are a breath of fresh air because I have seen you in, uh, in gatherings. The music starts. It's like you dance like nobody's watching. You know, like you, you want to dance, you dance. You want to talk, you talk. So yeah. I love that about you, about that openness, that, you know, that individuality. Really, you are, you are a specific person. And some people might shy away, but I, that artist is in you. It's you are the art. It's... Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Lee was another big inspiration for that as well. He was really a, an advocate of, uh, of he calls it the style of no style and, and just being an authentic version of, of who you really are. And I think that one thing for me in the arts is that, like, obviously I do a lot of visual arts, but I love performing and singing and I love, you know, whatever. Like, I, I, I love trying new things and finding, like, the, the drawing that you picked up the, the one the recent one is of a rabbit playing the harmonica mm -hmm. and I was singing while I was drawing that now if you take that to art school and you show them the the art scientist he's going to tell you oh that's not a rabbit you know it's, oh, it's got to be like this you know like a yeah. da Vinci rabbit it doesn't have to be like a da Vinci rabbit it just has to be enjoyable that's it it's just it's just a joy and it's a feeling yeah it's like the song you put on today, the drumming. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, but that was another example. So basically, this morning we were we were going to meet up at six o'clock to do this breathing exercise, and uh, I got out of bed, and I, I recognized that I need to be doing this exercise in my life, anyways. Mm -hmm. Whether or not people are there with me, it, it helps when there's other people there, and I look forward to seeing people. But if, if other people don't show up, my intention was to do the breathing exercise. So I'm going to do the exercise. Mm -hmm. um, so this morning I woke up and there was no one there with me. And I said, well, I got to do something. <laughs> do, you, do you have a routine? Like you wake up in the same time and uh, you, you breathe? Or I know that you also go and uh, swim in the ocean, in the cold ocean. That's when yeah. I'm half. Well, I take showers. I, I've, I've been doing that less. And I think that now we're getting into the breathing section. Because mm -hmm. what I've learned is to breathe. Mm -hmm. And what does breathing do to the body, if you can tell the people who don't know? For sure. First of all, it's, it fills the void of, of what am I doing. Like, you can look at your phone or you can breathe. You can eat something or you can breathe. You can turn on the TV or you can breathe. Mm -hmm. Or for me earlier, it was, you can, you can, you know, look at your phone or you can draw a picture. So art for me was exciting for a very long time and still is exciting because it filled the space with something productive that made me feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. And that still exists, but now I'm in more into this breathing, which is actually an even more fundamental version of the art. Because everybody breathes and we've been breathing our whole life. And I'm learning that the more I cultivate an awareness and a relationship with my breath and begin to understand it, life only gets better because it's, it's your breath. It's the core of your life. So you, you work on your core. And, and what I'm getting at now, so you asked me, do I have a certain time that I wake up or do I this or that? And, and the answer is no, I don't. Um, I, I like to be um, spontaneous. Well, I just like to be present. Yeah. You, you know, know what like, I like? I like that uh, people, I mean, I have been, I have done it with you, the breathing to the right or the left nostrils, how, mm -hmm. to, um, how to help your left brain or right brain to start yeah. functioning. And I found that that day I was more focused. Mm -hmm. it was easier you know like sometimes you have brain fog and did not happen yeah so i i 
I think it's so many advantages to doing that exercise. Yeah. So, so let's say I, I was just out recently and I, I was going around and I had all these bright ideas going through my head, you know, and then I get home and they're still like, I'm buzzing mm -hmm. and, and it's exciting, but it's also noisy and it's hard to pick the next task. What are my priorities? What, what, what was I even here to do? And in that sort of fuzz, it's really easy to just throw in the towel and, and start eating or start just doing this, this mindless, destructive, unconscious behavior. And, but now we can breathe. And so this next exercise is actually designed to, to um, just bring our attention back to right now mm -hmm. and to, to bring our minds here. And it's not about, and it's not about our imagination. It's not about our expectations. It's not about anything, but just tuning in. Ah, that's the, that's the goal right there. Picking out the clutter from your head because everybody's overthinking now. And yeah. I think if you can stay for a moment silent and in the moment, mm -hmm. it's already a big achievement, right? Big, big time. And, and furthermore, we're still active. Mm -hmm. Like when we do these breathing exercises, it's a way of not not losing your mind, not giving up your attention and just being, it's about focusing on something that is truly productive and that's breathing. Mm -hmm. So I was in like, I, I, I popped in on this meditation at nine this morning and I had to, the whole time <laughs> I had it on mute and I was just doing my breathing exercises because I was bored. I was like this guy, it just like, I just felt like it was so shallow. He's just mm -hmm. sitting there saying this sort of cliche meditative stuff. And I'm sitting there going like, <sighs> You I was on mute, you know, but I'm like, otherwise I can't get through this. You, you know? know what? I was listening. They had Deepak Chopra and Oprah. They had this meditation thing. And I said, I'm trying it. At the end, I wanted to run out and beat somebody up. I was right? more stressed than before. Yeah. My mind is not made for that. No, because it starts to wander. Because yeah. he's not giving you anything to, to hold on to. Yeah. So breathing. There's this technique that I learned from a wonderful yoga instructor of mine. Um, she's a yin instructor. Um, her name's Cora Lee and, and, and she's a, she practices and she currently practices, is delivering classes online and, and I think it'd be great if we could maybe link her uh, somewhere, somewhere here as well. Um, you give me all the information I'm going to link, I'm going to put all the links on the podcast, okay? Okay. And the uh, point is that there, there's a way to do it. Like people have been studying breathing for a very long time, like ancient history. They, they, they understood that the breath had tremendous, tremendous uh, powers. Um, so I, I feel like a total novice <laughs> as far as that goes. But that being said, I'm also very experienced. I've been doing it my whole life. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to do an exercise where we're actually restricting our ability to breathe. And in so doing, because we're, we're making it hard to breathe, we're only gonna be able to focus on one thing, and that is breathing. So right now we're gonna notice if we're breathing through our mouths. Like I'm gonna take a deep breath in. You take a deep breath with me through your mouth. Okay. All the way full and out. In again through your mouth. And out. And if you're listening to this, do the same thing. In through your mouth. And out. Okay, that's nice. Now let's try it through our nose. All the way, okay? So breathe in through your nose. And out through your nose. In through your nose. And out through your nose. Now, what did you just notice between those two methods? Well, one of them is more aggressive. It's like, I find that the nose, it's harder. Mm -hmm. It's much harder because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, and you get less air. Well, you get less air immediately. Yeah. You don't get the immediate satisfaction of the, all that oxygen, you, what you wanted. But what happens is by taking more time to breathe in, 
your body actually has more time to expand and more oxygen gets into your body. And we know oxygen, it's like they, they cure, not cure, but they help people who have cancer with oxygen and many other illnesses. It's amazing. You so need oxygen. Times, yeah. enormous. And look it up. Like you can look it up anywhere. Doctors will tell you. If you go to a doctor, the first thing that they ought to tell you is eat right and exercise. Now that they've got that out of the way, they'll go through their list of what they can do if you don't want to do that. But the first thing they'll tell you is diet and exercise. What doctor yeah. you go to? <laughs> Pardon me? That's when I go to the doctor, oh, here is a pill. Try this. And I'm like, no, I'm not taking pills. Really? Yeah. Because the research is there. It's been done. Diet and exercise. Now, whether or not you want to do it is one thing. And I'm not going to argue with anyone. We all have the freedom to choose how we want to live. But the, the facts are there that good, a healthy diet and, and good exercise is going to only benefit your life. Absolutely. That's been proven time and time again. Absolutely. Now, but the breathing, because I don't feel like going for a run mm -hmm. <laughs> right now. I just don't. I don't feel like, like going to the gym and, and, and getting all this crazy workout because I don't have that kind of, I just don't feel like it. So what can I do right now? Like we're quarantined basically. We're at home, but we're still connected online and we can still breathe. You know and what's the most amazing thing? I never, I mean, I know that I can hold my breath, mm -hmm. but actually I hold it for two minutes and I was mm -hmm. like, are you sure? Is it sure? I, I was checking it. It's like, and as soon as you calm down, it's like you breathe. It's like you don't need that much oxygen. It's very interesting. It's, it's totally. just fascinating. Well, because our thoughts are the product of our of our physiology and what i mean is that if your if your life is a mess your thoughts are going to be a mess and if you think that thinking is going to help you good luck because <laughs> nope. that's not the problem typically the problem is you're not breathing and you're not you're not relaxed and you don't have clarity so we're developing a sense of clarity so and we're developing a sense of balance so right now, I'm going to go through that alternated nostril breathing that we were talking about. So we've just experienced that breathing in through our mouth is easier than through our nose, but breathing in through our nose actually gives us more time to expand and more time to take in the benefits of, of breathing and furthermore makes us more present. Now we're going to step it up a notch and we're going to breathe through only one nostril, but we're going to rotate the nostrils. I so love take, that exercise. <laughs> it's great. I, it, Please, please join me with this. Yeah, I will. Your, your right hand, take your thumb, and that's going to be for your right nostril. Take yeah. your ring finger, that's going to be for your left nostril. Okay? So, and, and if you can, sit in a position that's relatively upright, whatever to you is a good posture, find that. And oh, breathe out, okay. Cover your right nostril, plug it and breathe in through your left nostril all the way and then hold. Switch your fingers, cover the left nostril and exhale through the right nostril. Inhale through the right. Switch your fingers, exhale through the left. Inhale through the left. Switch, exhale through the right. Inhale through the right. Switch, exhale through the left. Inhale through the left. Hold, switch, out through the right. Hold. Inhale through the right. Switch. Exhale through the left. Inhale through the left. Switch. Exhale through the right. Inhale through the right. Switch. Exhale through the left. Okay, shake it out. Now. I'm, 
I'm brighter. My brain is working better. Let's go. Right? What were we even talking about? You know, what, what were you thinking during that experience? And that moment, you cannot think about anything, but you're thinking about your breathing and how you to manage the breathing in, breathing out. You have to have, first time it was like, okay, left, right? But you develop, you start feeling it. As, as you start feeling it, it calms you down. And, and, and I feel awesome right now. I feel, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm tingling or glowing. I, like when I, you I did the six o'clock, when you did the six o'clock, yeah, I couldn't sleep. I was so high, and I had no coffee, nothing. Yeah, that and was the evening one, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, six, yeah the evening. Yeah, one. yeah. Well, the, the first one that we did, I went to bed at three thirty, and I was up at five thirty, so I very very little sleep. And I when I woke up, I was like, I'm gonna do this thing, and I'm going right back to bed. And then I did it, and I was like, zippity doo <laughs> I don't need to go to bed. I didn't sleep till like 2 that in the afternoon to a cat nap, you know. But um, And this is being high on life and breathing, yeah. not taking any kind of shit, basically. You don't need to. Because yeah. we have enough shit in us already. And a lot of it's garbage, and we can get it out. We can, we can get it out of our breath. We can get it out through our, our bowels. We can get it out through our sweat. Like, our body has ways of getting toxins out. But... It's like when you clean your house, you don't just open your doors and say, okay, the house is clean. No, you got to clean the house. Yeah, get out, dust, get out. Right. Dirt, yeah. And, and also, oh, look, I just found something that is useful. Like I didn't know that I had money under the couch. Or I didn't know that I had this canned food in my cupboard. I didn't know it was there. Don't so you just love that when you find money in your pocket yeah. or here or there? Yeah. So it's like in our body, it's like there's, Where's the money in my body that's just been sitting there that I haven't been using? And we got tons of it. We have tons of energy stored in our bodies that's just sitting. And, and the thing is this, actually, that if you have energy that's sitting too long in your body, it creates disease. Yeah. It needs to move. Things need to circulate. Now, if we can work on our circulation through our breathing, all these things that have been latent in our body wakes up and it gets stirred up and it goes out or it goes where it's needed. So, so now we have this sense of balance in our systems. And, and now that we've done that, we're feeling more alert. We're feeling more alive. We have more clarity. And, and we remember, oh, this is what I need to do. And, and furthermore, I'm more energized to even be able to do it. And you know what? I have been taking two webinars in a day. And uh, most of, both of them, they are business related. And usually I, I zone out and I'm tired. I move. I can tell you exactly what they talked about. And I'm like, I was like, you, you know, like very seldom happens, especially when you get in that, that place that you get comfortable mm -hmm. and um, you don't want to pay attention. Mm -hmm. But now it's like everything is clear and I make decisions and I write things down. So really, really, it's amazing. Yeah. So I, I think that... Uh what I would encourage people to do is to, to learn to recognize when you're stressed out. Learn to recognize when you're tired. Learn to recognize when you're frustrated. Learn to recognize when you're basically on the verge of burning out. And rather than decide to crash through whatever is just gonna feel good, but is gonna lead to a crash. Mm -hmm. And we all have different versions of that. Rather than that, Rather than judge yourself because you're, 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 these feelings we have, oh, I'm not working hard enough for, oh, woe is this, woe, don't, don't worry about that because you've done a lot of work already. That's why you're tired. So stop working. Good point. Stop working and, and now let's return to a place where we can, we can start to get our circulation again because our body's too tense. We need to relax and we need to open up. And that's where the breathing exercise comes in. And then once we start breathing, now the energy comes back. Now the clarity comes back. Now we feel good. We feel sensational. Yep. And we can even get back to work or whatever. Yes. We can get back to living yeah. without the crash. Yeah, don't. Because I, I believe whatever 
it happens now. People kind of give up. They play the victim and, oh my God, uh, well, look what happens. You have to get out of that mentality. You have to think about what can you do to help yourself and don't stress out. Don't be mean. It's not worth it. You know, like, come here, don't go in depression. And this is one of the things you can do not to go in depression. For sure. So. Well, it, it is depressing. I mean, life, it, when, when all of these blockages start happening in our life, we start to suffocate. Yeah. And, and that's, to me, when I think of depression, I feel like I'm suffocating. So yeah. now the idea with this, this practice is breathing practice. What I like to say to, to people when you're doing your yoga or you're doing your exercise or you're, you're working on your, your system, that's good for your body. Yeah. Now take that and apply it to your life. Circulate your life. What do you need to do in your life? What do you need to do in your household? What do you need to do at work? What do you need to do with your friends, your family, your loved ones, the people that you don't even like? Because we're related to everything. We have relationships with everybody. So they may as well be healthy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right? By the way, by the way, before uh, I just we get into the end, ladies, he's 29 years old, very smart, very good looking, has amazing blue eyes. So please give me a shout. <laughs> With that, with that, uh, let's do let's do the the next breathing exercises. I wanted to get through two. Which one? The one that you don't breathe for a minute or so. That's the one. Okay, don't do it for two minutes now. Just one minute is enough. Okay. I'm too high up to do for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so this breathing exercise, just as an introduction, we're going to be holding our breath, and in holding our breath. Uh, we're going to start to feel fear, basically. We're going to start to get these alarm responses going off, saying something's up. And rather than freaking out, we're just going to relax. We're going to stay cool. Okay? So we're going to start with some nice deep breaths. We can in through the nose. Out through the mouth. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in all the way, out, in, out, in. Two more, in, out, last one in, and hold. Just relax. Listen to your body. Maybe you need to adjust. Start to sense these sensations. Often the tension has been there all along. Only now in the stillness we can notice. Hold it. Hold it. We're okay. Relax. In. <gasps> Hold. And out. <sighs> You know what I think? I think because we, before we do that, a lot of breathing, we accumulate so much oxygen that after you can be able to hold it in your body, your mm -hmm. body does not. But it's, it's true. Like 
I almost drowned when I was a kid. And I'm, I'm still afraid to go under the water, but I have been doing it because mm -hmm. I wanted to get rid of that. And it feels like that until you get to the moment that you are very, very calm. Mm -hmm. And then nothing else matters. It's like, you, it, it's just a weird, it's a most amazing feeling you can have. Well, it, it, truly. And, and what's beautiful about this practice is you don't need to be in your, your sanctuary to do it. I was doing it in the line at the grocery store. Because I had nothing else to do. I'm there. Don't I'm like, get dizzy. Because in the beginning, until you get to the point, you get dizzy. Yeah, it does come. It does come. But it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. Totally worth it. I am so happy that, that you agreed to be with me today. And I definitely hope that people are going to benefit from this exercise. And they're going to find very intriguing your life story. Also, the way how you handle being alone at this point, being in quarantine. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other suggestions you can give to people? Yeah, pay it forward. Okay. Number one, when you help other people, you are helping yourself. That's it. It's so simple and it works. The truth, when you start thinking only about yourself, then you get depressed. But as soon as you have to think about somebody else, I believe that it's less to be depressed, less well, chance. Yeah, it's the, life is moving through you. You're, you're, it's passing, the goodness that you're giving to them is passing through you. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna feel good because the goodness, that energy is shooting through you. But it's like a battery, like now you're part of the circuit, now you're attached, now you're, you're electrified. But if you just wanna stop it at you, like it comes to you and you want it to stop, it's not gonna go through you, it's gonna stop. Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to start to burn. <laughs> yeah, that's an expression. It's, <laughs> it's a terminology. <laughs> you're going to see me shrugging the shoulders on that one. You're going to, you know? Yeah, it's like, okay. Right? I'm compressing. I, yeah. I shrank in the wash or in the, in the dryer. <laughs> so share and be okay and, and sing a song and, you know, call your friends, call your mother, call your, call your loved ones. And, and so good. You have Zoom, you have Skype, you have... Uh, you have possibility to connect with other people, mm -hmm. so do it. You know, yeah. like I, I have a friend and uh, she had her birthday and she did a, a viral kind of birthday bash. So people got online and they were having a drink with her and talking. So I think mm. it's just be creative. Let your mind, you know, go yeah. to places where it never goes. Yeah. Thank well, you. thank you for having me. I really, I really uh, enjoy this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, send me all the information and it's going to be on. Beautiful. Bye, Eva. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I had lots of fun doing it. And until next time, live the life of your dreams with the partner of your dreams. Lady Eva says goodbye. <laughs>